You're listening to Standing in the Gap. Standing in the Gap is a weekly podcast dedicated to the exposition of scriptures. I'm your host and podcast preacher, Brandon Harrell. I'm the pastor of Bethesda Baptist Church in East Flat Rock, nestled here in the mountains of Western North Carolina, where I've served for the past 10 years. I pray the podcast will bless your life as we study God's Word together. Hello and welcome to the introductory episode of the Standing in the Gap podcast. I am Brandon Harrell and I just want to take the opportunity to tell you a little bit about myself, about what we're doing and why we are doing it. Um, I am the pastor of Bethesda Baptist Church in East Flat Rock, North Carolina. I have been married almost 18 years to my wife, Judy. We have two daughters, Kendall and Bailey, ages 17 and 13. I have pastored where I am for nearly 11 years. Um, I was saved at the age of 25 and and blessed uh, to know the Lord. I made a false profession as a child, but thankfully the Lord worked in my heart and saved me at age 25. A year later, he called me into the ministry And a year later, he placed us in the pastorate where we currently serve. I have been curating a radio broadcast for many years. And basically, all I'm doing in order to form a podcast here is to put those broadcasts in format as a podcast so that the uh, preaching will be available on other formats as well. I'm not doing this to try to get our word or our name out. Not interested in any of that. We're trying to magnify the Lord, bring honor to Him, and fulfill the calling that He's placed upon my life. I'm grateful to the Lord for all that He has done, and I'm excited uh, to be a Christian in the days in which we are living. You're going to find that we're popping in uh, to the middle of a study that's been taking place on the radio broadcast in the epistle of Jude. And we've made it down now to verse number 17 as we've studied this little epistle that is uh, highlights for us, that emphasizes for us the apostasy of the last days. One man said that Jude is the threshold to the book of the revelation of Jesus Christ in that it tells us what events would take place just prior to the coming of the Lord. And uh, that great falling away that Paul mentions, the perilous times that should come are upon us. And Jude is describing those to us in this epistle. So we hope and pray that this podcast will be a blessing to you and to those uh, who uh, you would introduce it to. And above it all, we just want to be faithful to the Lord. We want to uplift him, want to point to him, and want to rightly divide the word of truth. So I hope it'll be a blessing. We do covet your prayers. And if you uh, want to contact us, you can hear the information as to how to do that at the end of each podcast. So enjoy as you listen. We're in the little epistle of Jude. 
In our study, we've made it down now to verse number 17. The scripture says, But beloved, remember ye the words which were spoken before of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time who should walk after their own ungodly lusts. These be they who separate themselves, sensual, having not the Spirit. Jude, in these verses, has been describing to us the character of the apostate. Now, we've been looking at this epistle. It is a book that describes to us what is often called the apostasy of the last days. And he mentions even here in this verse that that has been mentioned by other apostles, that has been written of by other of the apostles of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the apostasy of the last days is that period of time that uh, comes just before the return of the Lord Jesus Christ at the end of what is often known as the church age. And uh, Paul refers to it as a falling away. Uh, he mentions it that way in several uh, different passages, but uh, notably in Second Thessalonians, the great falling away. Uh, the Lord Jesus mentioned this period of time. And it is, an, uh, it is an age, it is a period of time in which many who had formerly professed faith in Christ are turning away from that and now denying God and denying the Lord Jesus Christ. As we studied this epistle, we saw, first of all, the admonition that calls us to fight. We saw that in verses 1 through 4, primarily where he says, earnestly contend for the faith which was once delivered unto the saints. That contention, that strife, really just boils down to faithful proclamation of the word of God. And now in verses 5 through 19, we're in a section that I've titled, The Attributes That Characterize the Foe. We saw some illustrations of these attributes in verses 5 through 8. And then again in verse number 11, he mentions several, a couple of the angels that had fallen. He mentions Sodom and Gomorrah. He mentions the children of Israel who came out of Egypt. Uh, and uh, so some illustrations of these attributes. But now we're looking at the identification of these attributes. And this takes up the main body of the letter that Jude has written. We saw in verses 8 to 10 the defiance that they exhibit. Uh, they despise dominion. Uh, they refused to settle under any authority, much less that of the Lord. It, it was there in verse 4, they deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. The word Lord, two different words, despotes and kurios. They do, not, they do not accept the Lordship of Christ or anyone else for that matter. We saw some distinctives in verse number 12 uh, of these apostates. And it says there, these are spots in your feasts of charity when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of the winds. Trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. He talks about the, uh, the tendency that they have to have trees whose fruit withereth, therefore they're without fruit. I, I think really we see this uh, manifested in our day in easy believism. Uh, they make professions and go away. They were never of us, therefore they leave us. Uh, but we see then the disturbance they affect. Verse number 13, he talks about uh, they are raging waves of the sea. 
the depravity they evince. He mentions that great prophecy of Enoch in verses 14 and 15 and uh, talks about the ungodliness that was upon the face of the world, that would be upon the face of the earth in the last times and how that the Lord would come with ten thousands of his saints to execute judgment, to take vengeance upon those that are ungodly. And that's exactly what's going to happen. The Lord Jesus is coming back in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them who know not God and who obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then we looked at the dissatisfaction they express. We saw that in verse 16. They're murmurers and complainers and uh, all of the matter of dissatisfaction. But now we come to verses 17 and 18. And uh, notice the word mockers that's found here. He said, but beloved... Remember you the words which were spoken before the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ, how that they told you there should be mockers in the last time. That little word mockers is an interesting word. Uh, in in the Greek, the, the word is impoctase. Uh, impoctase. Uh, it, 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 it's where we get our word for imposter. It means to deride. It means to scoff at, to mock and also to be an imposter, refers to a false prophet. And so he's talking to us about those who would be imposters. And they have, as he said already, crept in unawares. Uh, they've come in, they look like us, they talk like us, they carry a Bible, they wear uh, clothes similar to us. They uh, they use terminology similar to us, but what they've done is change the meaning of those terminologies. And in me in mentioning these mockers, he refers us back to the writings of other apostles, and uh, primarily, I think he has in mind here Peter and Paul. And we'll look at Peter later. Peter's very important in the study of Jude, and we've waited till this far into the book to look at that. And we'll do that uh, before long because I believe really either Peter read Jude or Jude read Peter's writings, one or the other. And the scholars are argumentative on that. They don't really have a settled conclusion. But we'll look at Peter. But I want us, first of all, to just take a minute uh, and look at the book of Sec Second Timothy chapter 3. And I want to spend our broadcast there today as we think about this matter of the apostles that had written. Now, of course, you know, Paul was the last of the apostles. He was as one born out of due time. Uh, the Lord revealed himself to him. He did see the Lord. And I would remind you that that is a qualification of an apostle. But in chapter number three of Second Timothy, we already looked last time at verses one through nine. And uh, it's there where he says, this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And he describes those perilous times. And he brings up some mockers in the latter part of that in verse number uh, eight. He says, now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith but they shall proceed no further. Um, and he says, for their folly shall, shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. Janus and Jamboree's, uh, we believe, is uh, referring to those in the days of Moses who would try to mimic, who would try to, uh, who would try to duplicate the miracles of Moses. They did that as far as they were able. But no doubt in that, they deceived many and led many astray and caused many to disbelieve the word of Moses that God would judge Egypt, including Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh's heart was hardened by numerous things, but I believe the actions of those magicians was part of that as they mocked, as they were imposters as to what was real. And so he mentions that, and we looked at that a little bit last time. But I'm interested now in verses 10 and following in this chapter and what it is that we're supposed to do as God's children living in an age of apostasy. And uh, let's look at it together. We'll just take it verse by verse here, beginning in verse number 10 of 2 Timothy 3. This is the writings of the apostle of our Lord Jesus Christ, Timothy, referred uh, to in Jude. And let's look at what he says. Verse 10, For thou, but thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, afflictions which came unto me at Antioch and I, at Antioch and Iconium at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all the Lord delivered me. So now Paul is going to use himself as an illustration and an example of what to do when you are assailed upon by false doctrine and apostasy and when you're attacked for your faith. And he just reminds Timothy of his own life, of his own testimony. He said, you fully known my doctrine. In other words, he said, I didn't hide the ball as to what I believed. And uh, I think that's one of the marks of apostasy. Often they want to hide the ball as to what they believe. And uh, they won't just come out and say, here's what I believe. Uh, we see this in the woke movement in these days. They uh, hide the ball. They, well, we believe what you believe. We believe in Jesus. We believe in, but they don't. They don't believe in the same Jesus. And they take large swaths of scripture, including the epistle of Second Timothy, and they just do away with it. They have no room for it in their ideology. And I won't even, I'll hesitate to even call it a theology because they uh, really have no semblance of uh, a belief in God whatsoever when it comes to scripture and a, and a scriptural God. But he says, you fully know my doctrine, my manner of life. He said, you've seen how I live. You've watched me and how I conduct myself. He said, my purpose uh, the idea is his design, his plan, his uh, his actions that he has laid out. He has a goal in mind. Uh, my faith, you've seen me be confident in God in hard times. My long suffering, that has to do uh, with uh, uh, the uh, persistence in uh, in the faith. Charity, his love for them, his love for others. His patience, that has to do with consistency. And then his persecutions and afflictions, persecutions that that's brought on by others and afflictions that that may have been even bodily. He talks about the thorn in the flesh and he was afflicted. But he says, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. He says, the Lord has delivered me from them all. He's taken care of me. And if you live godly, you will suffer persecution. I just want to emphasize that for a moment. If you live for God in this world, if you practice pure religion and undefiled, if you uh, endeavor to follow the commands of God and to proclaim his gospel and to live in a Christ-like manner, in this world you will have persecution. There's no doubt about it. It's given unto us not only to believe on his name, but also to suffer for his sake. But he says, but evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse. He said, it's not going to get better. It's going to get worse. They're not going to be fewer. They're going to be more. They're not going to be uh, isolated to certain areas, but they're going to spread out and it's going to take over and it's going to go across the entirety of the world. But don't worry, he says in verse 13, 
or verse 14, but continue thou. Here's what you got to do, Timothy. Here's how you respond to what's going on. He says, continue thou. Notice that he doesn't give him a new plan. He doesn't give him a new procedure. He doesn't say at this at this uh, uh, at this uh, area in time, at this interchange, at this intersection, you need to change gears and do a different thing, or adopt a different program, or go a different way, or do a different thing. No, he says, continue thou. Just do what you've been doing. Do what you've been called to do. I don't know about you, but that makes me uh, that makes me rejoice in my spirit. Uh, with everything going on around us and so many questioning and so many throwing their hands up, we wonder, what are we supposed to do in these days? Well, just continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. Just keep doing what you've been doing. Our marching orders have not changed as the children of God. No matter how many apostates come, no matter how, no matter how many turn away from the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ, our duty is the same. We are to proclaim. We are to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature and we're to teach them everything Jesus taught and we're to baptize disciples and we're to see churches planted under uh, the umbrella of local churches and we're to go forth and obey the great commission to live holy lives, separate lives, just like we've been doing. Continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. And it's been assured of. He said, you've learned them, but you've you've seen them by practice. You've seen them take place in your life, and you know that they're right. And he encourages him. We're almost out of time, but in verse 16, he says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. This is the sum of what he said. We may look at that a little further next week, but he said this. He said, Timothy, you've got a Bible and it's sufficient. It's all you need. He's going to tell him in chapter four, preach the word. Be instant, in season and out of season. Child of God, take heart. All you have to do when things get bad is what you've been already doing if you've been faithfully proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. Till next time, it's been Pastor Brandon. God bless you. Thanks for tuning in to the podcast today. I hope it's been a blessing to you. If you'd like to contact me, you can find our church's website at www.BethesdaBaptistEastFlatRock.com You can also follow me on Twitter at PreacherB underscore BBC. If you'd like to watch our services live streamed, you can do that on Facebook at Bethesda Baptist East Flat Rock. God bless you till we meet again.